Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasting. listening to castles and cryptids where the castles are haunted and the cryptids are cryptic as fuck and i'm your host alana <laughs> i'm kelsey and we are your chatty cathy's here today <laughs> to talk to you about mm, something <laughs> wait this one is oh we're here to talk to you about medical mysteries yeah that's right <laughs> Um, and possibly movie tangents because I was just saying to Kelsey that I've just been watching a lot of movies, including the one she wanted me to watch for Patreon, um, just to have someone to talk to about it, kind of. (laughs) So we'll let you know when that drops too. Um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And this is the last one we're recording before Kelsey goes on her trip. So we hope we'll be, you know, back with our regular schedule of programming and all that. But um, if not, we'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to skip a week. We'll see. Uh, Life gets in the way sometimes of stuff. It's it's hard between editing and editing your notes and... (laughs) picking cases and then both of us working full-time it's hard sometimes well yeah exactly if it's like you're off work for a week or whatever then you you can't always take your podcast work with you (laughs) yeah at least at least not if it's not your full-time job donate on patreon um Uh, which we will, yes, like we said, we'll be dropping some more stuff on there soon. Um, yeah. Yes, stay tuned. Hope you like the rewatch, recaps, reacts videos because I think they're fun. Sometimes yeah, they're... I really enjoy them. Yeah, sometimes you watch something that you might not have picked, um, which reminds me of like when we would say that when we did stuff like different ones in book club where you're like, I don't know. It was yeah. an interesting book, but I might not have like picked it up on my own or whatever. Um, which I was viscerally reminded, by the way, of one of our book club books because they mentioned it came up on the Office Ladies of all things. How weird is that? Really? Yeah, they're like oh, reading that these is things pretty over. random. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, they love their little tidbits and stuff, and I think Angela was reading something off the old scripts i guess or and it had like fact of the day about their like crew members and one of them was like this person's favorite book is and like that kind of stuff okay Um, yeah and so like one of their crew members they were like talking about them and they're like and their favorite book is like the poison wood bible and i was like wait i know that name (laughs) why does that sound so familiar yeah i don't think i finished that one but it was a book club book, and it sucked. Yes. I was like, wait, I hated that book. <laughs> yeah. It was about some missionaries from Georgia that went to 
some African country and yeah to teach them about farming. It was like, oh, it was oh a bit my much. God. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I was like, I wouldn't be my favorite book anyway. Um, but to each their own. <laughs> I think I had completely erased it from my memory because yeah, the only a lot of the really books on like. Yeah. The second half, I just kind of petered out my interest in them a lot. Oh, yeah. That is bad, because I, I like, try to finish any movie or book I start, but it's yeah. bad when it becomes painful. <laughs> You're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites we ever read was, still has to be probably The Perfume Collector. I think that was one of, if not the first oh, one we might have okay. done. I still really love it. I yes. have it on my Kindle. That was uh, one of, yeah, I remember that was Chris's book selection. That was like her favorite yeah. book, I think she said. Yeah, it was beautiful. It had like, yeah. I just liked the descriptions and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the interweaving storylines between different like generations mm. and everything. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. that. And it was kind of a mystery. Oh. You're like, who's this rich, wealthy woman? And why did she leave all this stuff to this woman that like doesn't really know much about her? Oh, like, yeah. there's kind of a bit of mystery <laughs> to it, too. Yeah. Oh, well, if you like those, you might like this author I've been getting into recently that um, uh, the Outlander author uh, also likes. <laughs> so, you know, but... Um, her name is Susanna Kiernsley, I think is how you say it. Um, but yeah, it's got some beautiful imagery. Like I asked my mom to get me this one that I couldn't, I couldn't find it at the library or anything to read. It's called the winter sea. And oh. uh, I'm like, I'm like, Ooh, they go to a castle in Scotland. And it's like, and so that's the picture on the front is like this castle, like on a cliff and stuff. I'm like, oh, of course so it is. <laughs> <laughs> but then she'll do like, yeah, she'll sometimes interweave, well, oftentimes, like, a modern story with um, some historical characters, that, and you're you're going back and forth between, like, the two stories, and, like, oh, say, like, yeah, I like that. castle in the day, and then, like, people exploring the castle now, or whatever, someone going back there, like, modern times. Yeah, they can be, yeah, they're really good. I, I really enjoyed them, but. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I probably would like that. <laughs> I was reading a, a mystery kind of thriller book that was like that. It was about a, oh. I think like a kind of wayward boy school. So like it was kind of kids that are like delinquents a little bit. Yeah. But it was like a male boarding school. And I think it was like the 1970s oh, okay. or 80s. And then it was going back to like 1930 when it used to be like a hospital or something. And, oh, neat. Uh, or more so like orphanage, something like that. And they were oh, like going back and depressing. forth. <laughs> yeah, it was going back and forth because they're like, yeah, one of the nurses supposedly like killed one of the children. So they, the like kids in the 70s oh. or 80s, whatever it was, were like trying to solve this mystery of like why this nurse um, had done this. At the same cool. time, you're, like, reading from the nurse's point of view, like, the story. Nice. And then at the end, it just magically had the kids from the future <laughs> time travel to the past and prevent um, multiples oh. of the characters dying in the 30s. And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? There's time travel now? Oh, 
okay and then it was like oh, oh no. weird and I was like oh I didn't really like that and then I was like okay I guess I've done the book <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah it seems it like a like, bit of a cop out oh like, yeah like it was all a dream blah 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 like you can't think of an ending kind of ending but yeah i don't know it was a little a little weird because there was like none of those elements really in it yeah that doesn't make sense you should be like as an author planting the little seeds throughout if well the only thing they had that was a recurring element yeah time travel-y that was i guess going on was they were able to write like uh they could carve into like the floorboards like she could carve like messages and then obviously oh. they're at the boarding school, so they would see it like the next day kind of appear, but they were able to cart like some messages back, but it wasn't like full blown time travel of like, we've opened a portal and I can climb through it. It's like, okay. Yeah, because yeah, there was a tiny bit of that in that bodies or whatever because it was different cops throughout the different decades, every 30 years or whatever, kept yeah. finding the same body. And I do remember yeah. one had like written his name in a, a brick or something. And so like then yeah. the ones further on could see that, but that's because it had been carved previous in time. It wasn't like. Yeah, but they were doing it from the past into, or I guess from the future, like timeline oh. into the past. She could also. It's hard to talk from the future back. into the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. You know, yeah it was a little weird up. and i was like oh okay <laughs> like by the time i got to them and they like the ending i was like okay mm -hmm. i was really loving this book until like the last six chapters <laughs> god weird. damn it and i was like and it's a book i was only mm -hmm. reading at work so i was reading it like three to four days a week for like two and a half months and i was like i've literally spent months reading this book and now i don't like the ending Oh no! So it just yeah. stayed in your lunchroom, kind of thing. We have a little. Yeah, I just had it on my Kindle, <laughs> and like that's all I was reading it on. Oh, so okay. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this <laughs> sucks. It was like I spent all this time reading this one, and then didn't like the ending. I was so excited because I was almost done it. Yeah, that's more disappointing than I've been kind of hating this one. I'm reading to Pat the whole way through because it's not a great written book set in dungeons and dragons forgotten realms <laughs> it's just Aww. like i don't know not only a lot of hard to say names but then just like mm. yeah different stories and they're like okay well then we're done with that story and then we go on to this other person in this other place and i'm like <laughs> having a hard enough time following it without Jeez. just being like now on to the next. You're like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That'd be annoying, too. Yeah, and I feel like we've been reading it for like, uh, over a year because... <laughs> oh, jeez. That's a, yeah, that's a really long time. I used to read to him more when, I don't know, now I podcast. And <laughs> yeah. I guess sometimes at our old house, it was harder to watch TV while you read were cooking so i'd read to him while he was cooking and stuff too because he had the wall in between you but yeah it's a nice open like you can just watch tv while you're cooking and baking and <laughs> so we do mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair but anyway let's give the people what they want 
Um, (laughs) We hope you're all well and good. We hope you're all well. Thank you, everybody who rated our last episode on Good Pods and everything already. (laughs) Nice. That's always nice. Yeah, it's always nice to get the immediate um, response. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the feedback is always nice. It's true. We don't feel like we're shouting into the void. Yeah. (laughs) Gonna say, hello, hello, is anybody out there? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what are you gonna shout us shout at us about today? No, I'm just kidding. Uh I was Oh my god, you froze and for a minute I was like, Oh, she really is mad. <laughs> oh no. It was no. just that you were you just the video froze and you're like <laughs> just no. for a minute. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> uh I have one that I had I guess picked out. It was uh one I ran across probably last time we were doing like bizarre bodies or something yeah. like that. Um, I had run across lady. it. <laughs> yeah, I ran across this one on one of the lists like that, and was oh. like, I'm gonna save this one for a different episode. Oh uh, my gosh! Wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really interesting, and then it just so happened to coincide because it has to do with like freezing cold temperatures and stuff and i was like oh god damn it like we're so cold here right now it's close enough like it's it's minus 40 like within a few degrees of that celsius so that's the same fahrenheit uh so everybody like knows what minus 40 feels like i don't know specifically what the temperature in this story is unlucky enough to maybe uh it's very very oh i do have the temperature it's pretty cool involved and i was like oh this just so happened to coincide uh it it does a cold freeze kind of we were having this last week or so Yes, this cold snap is disgusting. I mean, I'm like, I know I live in Canada, and then I moved to, you know, this is a little bit of the northern part of Canada that I grew up in. So, but then like, people even on Reddit the other day, why do you guys complain every time it gets to these temperatures? Because it's minus goddamn forty, and you gotta like (laughs) plug your car in and like cover every inch of skin if you go outside, and like, yeah, where's like nothing closes down except for like maybe the bus. Like, we were talking at at work about how each of us you'd go outside and you'd you'd all of a sudden like be gasping for breath because the air is just so cold you can't breathe through your mouth you have to be like okay start breathing through your nose and the one day I almost started hyperventilating (laughs) because I I couldn't and my nose it was too cold in my nose too and I'm like I can't get air and I I thought I was gonna pass out in the parking lot leaving work because I couldn't get like air going through and i'm not even asthmatic or anything so i was gonna say yeah i almost asked my friend at work if it bothers her because she's had a lung transplant and i was noticing it oh god a couple days where like yeah you go outside even for a few minutes and then you're just like whoa it like (laughs) took my breath away yeah yeah totally yeah that bugs me and then i have to take my puffer and when i used to have to take the bus home and have to walk home a few blocks yeah definitely would yeah definitely bother me but god damn it i'm I'm all hibernating hibernated up today yeah (laughs) go anywhere because we're recording that's nice (laughs) 
yeah. I I did go to work, but it, it is a little warmer oh, yeah. today. Um, but I have the <laughs> story gross. of Jean. I think it's pronounced Hilliard. Uh, okay. Yeah. This is back on the night of December 20th, 1980, when 19-year-old oh. Jean uh, Hilliard is driving back home uh, to her house in Langby, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> her worst Minnesotan accent. She can't resist. Uh, yeah. <gasps> Don't get me started. There's been drama going on with wine and crime lately. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, one of them's been opinionated about certain current events and according um, to some subreddits that it's like possibly breaking the podcast apart from the inside. Oh, jeez. Isn't Aww. that crazy? Hence, I'm just going to say it. I don't like ever, ever to talk about politics or you can't. Yeah, we try not to. Well, no, and it just, anyway, yeah, it's scary. There's... Yeah, even current events and stuff, you can be, like, yeah. canceled for having, like, the wrong opinion on or whatever. There's so but... many political podcasts. If you want to listen to somebody yeah. talk about politics, <laughs> go listen to a political podcast. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I shouldn't even, like, bring it up, but I was just like, oh, damn. I oh, heard some murmurings shit. online, and I was like, "Whoa, that'd be crazy!" Oh anyway. damn, that sucks. Exactly. We're yeah. we're gonna try to be um un as unproblematic as we can be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or we'll just save that for Patreon. No. Exactly. Anything's <laughs> behind the paywall is uh, yeah <laughs> a little bit loose lips. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So this is Minnesota. And so she was hanging out with her friends uh, and she's driving back. It's pretty late at night, I think. Uh, she's driving. She hits an icy patch and loses control. I think mm. it was her dad's truck or something she was driving. Oh, um, and she ends up skidding into the ditch. Uh, she tries to back her vehicle, the vehicle out, but there's no way for her to get out of the ditch. And she it's the 1980s. Like there's no phone, cell phone. Uh, she has no way to contact anybody. Damn. So Jean ends up deciding to leave the vehicle and walk to a friend's house that she she knows the area. Um, she knows it's just a few miles away. Okay. So That's good. Yeah. Uh, she's <laughs> wearing just these like cowboy boots, a coat and mittens. When she steps oh. out of the car and into the minus 30 degrees Celsius or minus oh 22 God. Fahrenheit winter air. Oh no. Very cold. Um, I'm already terrified for her. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nobody dies. Uh, I'll put that in there. Oh my okay. God. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a happy ending. Um, not far into her walk, Jean ends up tripping and she loses consciousness. Um, what? Yeah. The friend's house that she was walking to, uh, his name's Wally Nelson, and he was a friend of Jean's boyfriend. Uh, Jean's boyfriend's name was Paul. So uh, Wally Nelson and Paul were like pretty good friends. I think I might have even said they were best friends. So uh, Wally knew Jean like pretty well, 
Um, so she would have been comfortable, like, walking to his house um, and everything. Okay, her boyfriend's best buddy, Fr- essentially. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Speaking of best buddies, <laughs> here comes yeah. Carla. <laughs> My best fur buddy is... Are you Are you going to be chill, or how, are we going to have problems? Gordo the Great. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's walking to his house. Well, that's when she trips and loses consciousness. Um, little did Jean know that she had actually made it to their front yard before she had tripped. Um, so she's like lying in their yard. Oh my um, god. Yeah. Oh, this sounds slightly familiar, but I'm still like, I have no idea what's coming. What is going to happen? Um, <laughs> um, she ends up lying there unconscious for six hours in the snow, out in the freezing minus 30 celsius or minus 22 fahrenheit like cold winter air with Um, like a skirt on and cowboy boots it the only clothing she was described as wearing is cowboy boots a coat and mittens um i don't know about like pants or (laughs) let's hope there was something (laughs) yeah i hope so not definitely not um appropriately dressed to be out in this weather like not in a snowsuit not wearing snow pants like yeah exactly um so she lies in the yard their yard for six hours before they end up spotting her and they rush to help her um wally nelson the friend says quote i grabbed her by the collar and skidded her into the porch um nelson would report years later in minnesota public radio interview I thought she was dead, froze stiffer than a board, but I saw a few bubbles coming out of her nose. Uh, The Nelson struggled to fit Jean's frozen body into a vehicle, but eventually, using a friend's, they drove the completely frozen Jean to the hospital about 10 minutes away from their house. Um, It's like basically said they couldn't move her. She was frozen solid. They said basically the like, um, like, frozen as like a steak or like a roast in the freezer like there was no moving right. any muscle in her body nothing she was a person sickle <laughs> yeah as cliche as you can imagine or like cartoony yeah. as that would look yeah definitely yeah or or like someone who has like rigor mortis deep set yeah and ugh. so doctors scary. at the Boston Hospital had very little hope for Jean. They repeatedly tried to start an IV uh, in her arm, but all of the needles broke off uh, in her skin as it was too frozen. Oh my god. Yeah. That's sick. Despite their reservations about her condition, they still chose to try and warm her up using their only method that was now available. Just these random heating pads that they had. They were just going to wrap her up in these in blankets and basically just wait it out and see if she right. was still alive by the end. Because you'd have to do it so slowly if they're that yeah. cold. You can't do it like super fast or you can hurt them yeah. even worse, I think. So miraculously, by mid-morning, Jean Hilliard woke in spasms. Um... These are a few quotes from the doctor. 
I think it might have been just one of the doctors that treated her, saying, I can't explain why she's alive, Dr. George Sather um, <laughs> said. He told the New, the New York Times, um, she was frozen stiff, literally. It's a miracle. Uh, the reaction didn't appear until two or three hours after she started thawing out. Uh, the body was cold, completely solid, just like a piece of meat out of the deep freeze. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's something stuck together, your hamburger, you gotta smash it against the edge of the counter to get it apart. Yeah, pry a I'm knife so in between and try and pop it apart. Oh uh, my god. Crazy. So, Dr. Sather recalled that Jean's pulse, which they could hardly detect through her frozen skin, was just 12 beats per minute. And her temperature was too low for a thermometer um, to even register. And the thermometers they were using had a low reading of about 10 degrees below normal body temperature. So they know she was like colder than that. um, But it was Mm -hmm. basically like the reverse of maxing out. I don't know if that's still considered maxing out the thermometer if it's like too low. But yeah, it was past the scale in like the wrong direction. So. Like, her body Um, must have just been, like, whatever bodies do when they go into hibernation in those animals. Yeah, I did run across a little bit. One of the sources started going in. Like, a doctor was explaining what actually happens when people kind of um, go, or even some animals when they do this. So, yeah, I have that. It was. I thought it was a little interesting, too. Um, So... Yeah, her pulse is just like 12 beats per minute. She's super cold. Um, But after several hours wrapped in an electric heating pad, she was alive and conscious. Um, From There was an article from NPR News uh, from John Enger. And they had some good quotes and stuff that was basically Jean's side of what she remembers from that night. Okay, cool. Uh, she said, I had gone into town and met some friends. Uh, I headed home about midnight. She took a shortcut on an icy gravel road just south of Langby. Her dad's Ford LTD had rear-wheel drive and no anti-lock brakes. It slid into the ditch. Uh, she knew a guy down the road, so she had started walking. Um, she said, what I thought was just a cold night was a dangerously cold night. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, she said, I'd get over one hill thinking his place would be there, but it wasn't. I was more frustrated than scared. Oh, you can't rub your face on the mic. <laughs> We're just like, let ah, ah. <clears throat> me. I caught a little bit of that noise. <laughs> You're so sweet. Mm. Um,. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she was more frustrated than scared, and two miles later, she finally saw her friend's house through the trees. Then she says everything went black. Oh my god. Uh, Which I thought was interesting, because I was wondering if she, like, understood that she was at her friend's house. Like, did she know that she had made it that far? And I guess she did. Um, because a lot of the other sources kind of implied that she didn't even know that, like, she was at she had basically made it she was like 20 feet away from having made it the whole way yeah because 
I mean, she's obviously in not good shape at that time. And then I'm sorry, but yeah. was it also dark at the yeah, time? Yeah, she had left the party with her friends at like midnight. So oh, yeah. This is probably right. at least before 3 a.m. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah, you're just like, you're okay. like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> your, your butt and your tail needs to not, not <laughs> hit the mic. <laughs> um yeah um uh yeah it's just like you, it's already dark and then you're already in dire straits and then i don't know yeah. you, i could definitely no see, cell phones yeah and then like even if you do see it if it's a big giant yard and you're like i'm almost there i can make it and then like i don't know you're you feel you with relief and then your body just like gives up <laughs> i could see that happening. yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So everything goes black later. Peeper told Peeper people told her <laughs> that she'd made it to her friend's yard, tripped, and crawled onto crawled on her hands and knees to his doorstep. They said yeah. that she lay there for six straight hours with her eyes frozen wide open. Uh, oh Hillier doesn't remember any of that. Yeah, her eyes were frozen open, and like her eyeballs were frozen. Oh, um, thank God she doesn't like remember that then. Yeah, she doesn't remember it at all. Uh, this I thought was interesting because uh, I only found it in one place. Uh, she said, quote, I was black from the waist down. And when your tissue turns black, there's usually no coming back. They told my parents that they oh. didn't think I'd make it. And if I did, I'd lose both my legs for sure. Um, yeah, but by yeah. Yeah, because she had full-blown frostbite, like, on her right. legs and everything. And then, like, uh, it's black. That tissue is, like, dead. Like, Yeah. Supposed to be. That's their running theory. Like, right. Um, Dang. But by noon, miraculously, she was talking coherently, and in a handful of hours, she'd gone from a block of ice to a scared teenager <laughs> Who's worrying about her father finding out that his car was in a ditch? Um, oh my god! I think you're so, fine. <laughs> right? You almost died. Um, some yeah. sources said that she had gone home that day, but the one that had all the stuff from her point of view, it said that she she talks about how she remained in hospital for seven weeks so that she could be monitored, and she had to relearn how to walk normally again. Um, that but they didn't have to amputate or anything. Yeah, I can just imagine how painful that would be. The other yeah. night, my toes were like so cold that on the way home they were like starting to unthaw on the way home, and like I think it hurts. Someone told me, yeah, I think someone told me that is sign that you've been like a little bit frostbitten before. If it really hurts when your like fingers and toes yeah. unthaw. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man. it was so painful. I was like whining in the car. I'm like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> you know, oh, like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, good. Doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> uh, it says the details seem pretty miraculous. Although University of Minnesota professor of emergency medicine, uh, David Plummer, says that this kind of thing happens occasionally. Um, so this is where he like, breaks down kind of what normally happens in this situation yeah. uh he's an expert at reviving people with extreme hypothermia 
Um, the article wow. said there's no real data, but he's handled about a dozen similar cases over the last 10 years. So this is what he had to say. As a person cools down, he explained, their blood flow slows way down and their body requires less oxygen. It's like a form of hibernation. Uh, if their blood oh. flow increases at the same rate as their body warms up, they can often recover. Uh, huh. He said, quote, we have patients that you can knock on like wood. They feel rock solid frozen. That in no way dissuades us from the resuscitation attempt. And we do have a track record of success with that. Um, an wow. emergency medicine plumber said... The dictum is that no one is dead until they're warm and dead. So, like, they always try and warm people up, I guess. Okay. So, like, I yeah. guess the idea being something like if the you can get the blood flowing yeah. as quickly and, I don't know, at the same rate as they could get everything else unthawed, then it's going to be yeah okay <laughs> um wow. but it's still like um this is still kind of considered a medical mystery because the fact that hilliard's body felt solid is a common sign of severe hypothermia as muscle rigidity increases to such an extent it can awful often resemble rigor mortis uh <laughs> the stiffening that happens to a dead body you were so like right on the money you're like hibernation <laughs> and rigor mortis and i'm like alana i'm so proud of you uh, <laughs> this reminds me of <laughs> yeah I'm like <gasps> yeah I can't shut up my um, mouth <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. they said that um, or he said sorry the strange part of Hilliard's case is that that she made her a full recovery and when uh, these days doctors use a special device that pumps the patient's blood through a heater and is uh, able to warm yeah. their vital organs from the inside but back in the 1980s, in rural Fust in a rural Faustin uh, hospital, all they had were some heating pads and what they said was a lot of prayer. Like everybody was basically praying. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So even with their fancy medical machinery they use now, it's still kind of a hit and miss. And normally people don't make a full recovery like she did. Let alone the fact that it was like in the 80s and they were just using like yeah. heating blankets. And not some fancy uh, thing that heats up your blood. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> you basically do a, they've like a fucking blood transfusion, but it's your own blood, but it's just warmed. Let me, let me warm up your blood for you. Oh my God. Yeah. This is, this is what the Rolling Stones get done to keep them young. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um. The doctors, as I kind of mentioned, had considered amputating both her legs to avoid infection from the frostbite. So when Hilliard went home with little more than blistered toes that were numb for a while, didn't really say how long, it was national news. Um, wow. There are people that take a very, like, church and, like, religious, it's a it's a miracle um, kind of uh, thing for this story. So, yeah. uh, especially in her small town. Um, especially amongst like her family as well. She ended up touring local churches and she did a few talk shows, even one that flew her to New York City to tell her story. Uh, it was titled The Miracle Girl from Langley, Minnesota or Langby, Minnesota. Uh, Langley. She said she was on the Today Show. She was interviewed by Tom Brokaw. I took oh, my mother on that trip. That was fun. 
Uh, she was also even featured on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I've been rewatching some of that. <laughs> yeah, you might run across her episode then. She was like interviewed Dang. for it, I guess. Uh, I wonder once... if that's why it sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah you might have seen been... it through there then. Yeah. Or on a random podcast because I'm always like, where have I heard this? And then it's so hard to know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes. Once the attention wound down, Hilliard said the experience didn't really change the trajectory of her life. She said she kept waiting for something dramatic to happen. Almost everyone she knew told her she was saved by a miracle, um, and that those things are supposed to happen for a reason, but she said her life since has been normal. Uh, I found a few updates. One of them was... Uh, I liked because I always like stuff that has like the person talking themselves or like little quotes. Yeah. Um, so they said she got married and has kids. Uh, she ended up getting divorced later. Uh, she had okay. moved to Cambridge, Minnesota and works at Walmart. I don't know if that's still true, but what? I mean, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, said things might have turned out differently Hilliard said if she remembered the six hours that she spent frozen in Nelson's yard um and people often ask her like because she was so close to death if she had seen anything like the light and all that stuff um she said it's like I fell asleep and woke up in the hospital I didn't see the light or anything like that it's kind of disappointing so many people talk about that and I didn't get anything I like to think because oh, she wasn't okay. as close to death as maybe people make it out. Yeah, and just because like she hasn't ne- like gone out and cured cancer or anything doesn't mean that she yeah. wasn't saved for a reason. I don't think. You but know? no, she's still like she got married. She had kids, um, right? Those kids wouldn't have existed if you had died that yeah. day. yeah i think that's amazing she still got to have a whole life i'm sure her parents were thrilled she was only 19 when this happened like oh wow um yeah um what's really interesting is is that she has no lingering health issues of any kind from the ordeal like nothing happened basically um these days she doesn't spend much time thinking about that night in 1980 uh, lots of sources just said she just bundles up and doesn't drive on icy black, uh, icy back roads late at night. Um, okay, yeah, I wondered. It wasn't traumatic enough for her to even warrant uh, moving to a tropical island. Then, <laughs> yeah, uh, I I'm I like to do that every Edmonton winter. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Give me out. <laughs> Um, what I wanted to leave it with that I also thought was kind of interesting is that, um, I think it was the one that was talking about that doctor who was talking about like what happens to the body. He said that Mm. she is the still, maybe, I don't know how accurate this actually is. It said in the article that she's still the only known person to ever come back from being quote unquote frozen with zero permanent injuries. Like nothing oh, amputated, wow. no health yeah. problems, anything. Only she known person that that's ever happened. Right. Yeah. Her legs were like completely black. Like she really I should know. have lost like all of her legs and everything. 
yeah, even that guy. I think I talked about him in my segment of our last uh, medical mystery type one. The uh, yeah. the Iceman guy, Wim yeah. Hof, who, yeah, he had trained and stuff and could, you know, withstand a lot of extreme temperatures, but um, even had to quit one thing or whatever because of frostbite or whatever it was. It wasn't like he was yeah. impervious to it completely, even though he his body could do some incredible things. Yeah. Um, he was on a yeah. Russell Brand show, actually. Sometimes oh, really? Pat listens to Russell Brand. Yeah, he's he's a character. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was interesting to hear hear him talk in person, Wim Hof. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jean, she's a, it said the now mom of three. So she had three, three uh, great kids, I guess, which I love. Um, this is what she had to say, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, cause some of the other sources just kind of said, yeah. And then she was like discharged and now she lives here. And that was kind of it. Uh, right. one of them said Maybe the she's been first, private. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she's been really private. Um, it, this was part of like relearning how to walk and stuff. She said the first week was tough. I remember being in pain, feeling like I'd run a marathon without training. Uh, she said she felt oh, very okay. stiff and sore. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like nothing. She didn't bounce back like immediately. She still like, like I said, had to relearn how to walk and stuff like that. Um, huh. I guess I didn't keep it in my notes, but one of the sources was talking about how different, how different animals are adapted to survive like hibernation or um to survive even if it looks like their body is frozen they're actually not and it's normally there um there was like a i can't remember what one of them was uh it said they basically uh have like a natural antifreeze that they flood their veins with and it stops their blood from freezing oh my god and that will keep them alive and then another one I think it was a frog or something. It said that they flood Frogs. their yeah. um, their body with like glucose and it keeps their blood from freezing. So I guess that ah. that's basically what frostbite is, is it's your like the moisture in your body, especially in your blood freezes. And when it expands, it like basically like explodes and then it causes everything oh. around it to start dying. And that like oh. makes it turn black or something. So wow. it's really hard to come back from that because you're basically like destroying your veins and like you're making ice inside your body because it's freezing solid. So he had ice yeah. in his veins. Yeah, you definitely don't want yeah. actually want that. Okay. Yeah. I'd heard about frogs <clears throat> having some gnarly yeah. hibernating. There's weird stuff with frogs bullshit. always. Yeah. Frogs are so weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, some of the people were even saying like, because she bounced back from it so well and was out there so long, um, that maybe she has like something unique about like her blood chemistry or something like that, that they didn't really test back in the eighties, um, that made her just like more likely to have survived this than other people. But who who knows? Yeah, it's interesting. It didn't seem like you know one when you're 
like uh, aware when you're being helped like third man syndrome and stuff where they're like yeah oh and then like uh, basically a guardian angel kind of helped me through it or whatever it's like no (laughs) yeah they said that um like the family basically just like looked out into their yard the next morning and were like like what's there's like a lump in our yard and then went outside and we're like who is this like there's somebody in our yard crazy yeah yeah but i thought it was pretty interesting when i ran across it and was like i'm gonna save this and we'll talk about it and then it just so happened it was really fucking cold uh (laughs) lately and i was like oh i i know somebody that survived freezing (laughs) it's like yeah we can survive too i love a good survival story because it's not it's not called a survival story unless they went through something crazy. So they're always going to be like, what? Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You don't hear that one. I, I feel like it's niggling at the back of my mind now. Like I might've heard it somewhere, but so long ago that I can't even remember. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's one of those where I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's not something yeah. I've heard 10 I million it was pretty times. interesting. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll take a quick break. Oh, I had I was gonna open our thing with a a fun fact, but then I forgot to do it. Do you want to hear it before we go to break? <laughs> sure. She's like, nah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Goodbye. No. <laughs> I know. I still have this like big list that I'm randomly like, oh yeah, I should read stuff from this. Um, then this caught my eye. It said, figging with an F, figging, is a practice wherein ginger root is inserted into the anus or vagina. Fun fact. Um, uh, sounds incredibly painful. Is this raw ginger? Is that not just yeah. the word? Ginger root? That's like right out of the ground, I guess. Um, uh. Yeah, it says in ancient Greece, slave owners used figging to discipline female slaves. They would skin a ginger root into a phallic shape. The insertion causes an intense burning sensation and discomfort. The practice is mortifying, especially when it could last for an extended period of time. I feel like I had heard of this before, but I have no idea how. (laughs) Yeah, who thinks of these things? And then, especially when, like... (laughs) food and stuff was so hard to come by you're gonna waste it (laughs) doing that shoving it up somebody's butt (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway and on that note (laughs) no yeah that's wonderful and on that note (laughs) (laughs) we'll be right back (laughs) okay We are back. We're so back. <laughs> and uh, still wondering how long this one's going to be when we're short-winded for us. Mine was like yeah. half the image as it usually is, but <laughs> there wasn't a lot. Mine of was <laughs> like two pages shorter than it normally is. So uh, I thought you meant like two pages overall, but mine was only like three pages overall this time. Yeah, your <laughs> yours is normally way longer than that. So yeah, yeah, six is normally short for me. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I normally do like five to six pages. So for me to only have three. <laughs> right? And it's like, yeah. it's not like you like necessarily set out to make it a certain amount of pages, but you get used to telling a story in a certain way and having a certain amount of details, I think. And then you, yeah. you just feel like you have to have that. I don't know. Yeah, you're um, like, this will take about this long. and <laughs> True. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't read 10 pages in an hour. <laughs> no, it's hard to. No. Um, it was... <laughs> quick aside. No. <laughs> I was reading my Outlandish Companion. or Yeah, it's the companion book to the Outlander series. Mm-hmm. And um, the author was saying that she she does read some stuff like there's a thing where um, you can volunteer to like read manuals and stuff for like um, blind and visually disabled and people like that and whatever. <laughs> and they're nice. like, "Wow, you read really fast! Like, would you read one of your books? Even though it's like not the typical thing. Like, usually it's supposed to be like scientific manuals and stuff for this like reading for the blind program or whatever." Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Okay." And she's like, so even I know that reading it, it's like, even at her like 240 words per minute or something, it still takes like 32 hours to read Outlander or something like that. Jesus. It's like, oh my God. Wow. Oh, that's a lot. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, ah, I, I literally choose to read out loud books to my spouse. <laughs> Now I'm curious yeah. how fast I can read out loud. <laughs> I I don't know. When I'm reading out loud, I'm not normally absorbing a whole lot of what I'm saying. No. Um, like when I was a kid, I, I would just be reading it and I had a, such bad anxiety. I'm not actually absorbing anything that I'm reading, like the popcorn reading or whatever they used yeah. to call it. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what the point of that is. Because if you're comfortable with it, it's not going to bother you. But if you're not, that's just going to yeah. be horrible. <laughs> uh, I was definitely one of the kids yeah. that was trying to, like, read ahead and figure out which paragraph was mine and start practicing it. Uh, <laughs> nice. And that's all I would do. And the worst teachers ever were the ones that would randomly select people. Be like, <laughs> the next paragraph. Because it was like yeah. you couldn't figure it out. Uh and I also, when wow. people are reading stuff out loud to me, if I don't have those words in front of me to follow along, I'm not absorbing any of it. Like, <laughs> so every time I tell you a story, no, <laughs> Kelsey's like, I'm no, hanging on by a thread. I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have to do good, but if I zone out for <laughs> any length oh. of time, I'm like, it's over. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's very easy, too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 It's yeah. just like I've gotten... I'm one of those people <laughs> that uh, I can't hear words unless the subtitles are on. I'm one of those people now. It's like, I need subtitles. Or... Yeah. Maybe it's just, like, something else to focus on when it's just words. Because, like, anybody... You're like teachers, they have to lecture about stuff and they have to keep your attention because when it's just words, it's like just that much harder just to keep your yeah. attention, I think. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get used to like watching anything with subtitles until 
uh, I moved yeah. out with my roommate and she watched everything with subtitles and I got so used to it. I was like, I need to. Like, I can't go back. I go to my parents and I'm watching their Netflix yeah. and I'm like, where's your subtitles? And they're like, or if something <laughs> has subtitles on, they're like, turn the subtitles off. And I was like, no. I mean, it can be very helpful. I do. I, I, I'm with you yeah. there. And mm-hmm. there's especially times when people have uh, accents or talk low or yes. like some of the Scots murmuring in Outlander. And I'm like, what did they actually say? I don't really even know. Yeah. Sometimes it tells you what yeah. the background conversations are. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like those. Yeah, speak in another language and don't subtitle it. And you're like, well... <laughs> Yeah, then they really don't. You want to know. Sometimes they do tell you, though, and they don't normally reveal what that is. And you're like, oh, I get get let in on the secret. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this one is uh, different (laughs) than yours. Different. Different, but has some similarities, I will say. Okay. I'm intrigued. I, I don't know. I'll point out where what I mean when I say mm, something sounds sounded similar because okay. it is different. <laughs> different. Um, different. It's at a different place. This one's in in out of Brazil. Um Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So forgive my pronunciation. <laughs> uh, it's the case of Jao Prestes Philo. That's the name of the guy. And I don't know what's hard oh, to okay. say that or or the place. It's also called the Aracaraguama incident. <laughs> Oh, does not Maybe? ring any bells. I don't think I've heard of this before. Arasaraguama? Oh, yeah, it's hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's out of Brazil from 1946, so it's an oldie. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's March 4th. It's carnival season. Woo! <laughs> um, a time of festivities throughout the area. And most people are making the most of it, gathering in the towns and the villages to celebrate and make merry. Um, But that's most sociable people, that is. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's going to remind me of my my spouse here a lot. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Because Jao, Jao, Prestis, Philo... um, hated such noisy, crowded events and would much rather spend the day fishing with his buddy than going into town um, to celebrate with his wife and five children. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it does sound more serene (laughs) if you had to compare the two. Um, Also made me think of Jim Gaffigan because he is the comedian that talks about food but also has five children, so he does have jokes about that where he's like people ask me what it's like having five kids and you know instead of just being like oh it's a miracle I'm like it's like 
drowning with four kids and then someone hands you a baby or something like he's very (laughs) honest yeah like he's like it's not not stressful (laughs) but also hot pockets (laughs) and probably lots of craft dinner and yeah yeah, yeah, just like craft dinner it up Oh, no, no. True, true, true. But, like, the one he always talks about is hot pockets. Anyway. <laughs> I liked Gaffigan. He's been in a few movies now, too. Um, and he wasn't bad, if I'm being honest. Um, can't remember them right now. <laughs> but they were good. And one, only one of them, he was, like, a funny guy. There was one where he plays a guy who has like two families and he's been hiding it obviously because you don't usually have oh, two families shit. In one. yeah like you have a secret family yeah <laughs> um anyway so Zhao's wife goes out with her brood and as well as most of the people uh from the village they went to this nearby place called sand rock uh i guess a bigger village or city or whatever town Um, about seven miles away so leaving the house she was uh locking the door behind herself getting all the wrangling the five kids i'm sure (laughs) yeah not worried about her husband who's out fishing (laughs) he's an adult he can look after himself that's true that's true um so (laughs) jow who is, yes, an adult. He's 44, actually. He goes out with his buddy, Salvador Dos Santos, um, presumably to sit in relative silence on the Tiete River as they fish. (laughs) Maybe drink some beer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So later they get done. They put their catch and all their fishing stuff in their little horse-drawn cart and make their way home. Um... So he gets home and then he finds he's locked out. He hadn't been left a key or whatever. Uh, and he's tired and he's hungry. So he looks for a way into his house. <laughs> so, Gonna break into his own house. Nice. Classy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's dark. He has to climb mm. in a window, but like this whole village apparently has no ele- electricity. So. Damn. <laughs> okay. Skulking around in the dark. He comes in and then he's like hungry and he takes decided he's gonna take a bath to wash all the fish stench off, I guess. <laughs> um which I mean fair. I guess you'd wanna like get that done before you eat or else <laughs> Yeah. But he has to start heating up the water manually, I guess. Um, whatever on the stove, I'm not sure, but when he's doing his thing back and forth, he passes by a window and he stops in his tracks as he feels almost like eyes on the back of his neck kind of thing. <clears throat> oh, hate that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's good atmospherically. <laughs> yeah, but it's so creepy. I hate that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And not knowing when you're being, yeah, like being watched. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. So, turning, he peers out the window and sees nothing at first. But then a beam of light suddenly scorches his own eyes with the sudden brightness. It appears to be coming straight down 
beaming down from a glowing shape in the air outside his window. So he instinctively throws his hands up in front of his face, protectively, and he feels himself begin to burn. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. He fell to his knees in absolute agony as he felt his body burn from contact with the beam. His skin was on fire from his face to his waist, or so it felt to him as he grabbed a blanket to wrap around himself uh, to hopefully soothe the pain. Okay. In a blind and barefoot panic, he flung himself toward the door and uh, he had to like open the door. I don't know. His hands were barely working. So I guess he, something said, used his teeth too. I don't know. What? Okay. (laughs) Maybe it's just like the handle ones, like the ones my dog can open with his paw. Yeah, I hope. I was like, who could open a doorknob with their their mouth? I know, but all the other little things, like when you can't open like a bag or something, and use use your teeth. Yeah, (laughs) that tracks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I think it is one of the. (laughs) <laughs> but like ones that have like a lever kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I heard that on like one thing too. <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> but he was in a lot of pain. So it was like <clears throat> he was struggling. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he sets out towards his sister's house, um, kind of hobbling this length of two kilometers away over these rocky roads. Rocky roads. <laughs> um. <laughs> Singing, I love Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Won't you go and buy another gallon, baby? <laughs> weird. Is that that? Um, yeah, Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Weird Al. God, I remember one of my classes i think grade eight we were like obsessed with the britney spears i love rock and roll cover <laughs> it was like the thing that year oh um, i don't think i know that one great time yeah just her cover of i love rock and roll i don't know no <laughs> yeah i don't think i've ever heard it peak britney spears bef- wait anyway i digress okay um so yeah, he hobbles over to his sister's house, and when he got there, he got in and managed to collapse onto a chair, saying to his sister Maria that he had been burned, and she, somewhat confused, uh, duly, I guess, informs the local police. The village police chief, whose name was also Jao, but Jao Malakwias, probably saying that wrong, um, <laughs> he arrived shortly after to investigate. He literally, uh, uh, apparently witnessed a piece of flesh just fall off of Joe's oh. leg in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. It's I don't like that. Good. Nope. Nope. Um, and Jao was saying that whatever hit him, he was like, it was not of this world. That's what he kept telling them. So yeah. do with that what you will. <laughs> like fucking leprosy. Isn't that? Where yeah. 
your skin yeah. just falls off and then like limbs just fall off or some shit. I think so. Yeah, I feel like the yeah. tissue oh, dies gross. or something. Yeah, and you're losing pieces. <laughs> Not good. Um, but some parts like his hair and clothing were seemingly untouched, but elsewhere his skin had started to resemble, you know, just less than dewy and clean. It was like red, raw, sunburnt looking. I don't know. Um, yeah. Some later compared it to meat that has been allowed to boil for a while. Oh. <laughs> Which that Tough kind of dried out. Me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, falling off the bone. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. There was a meat comparison, I think, in yours too, because my yeah, just like meat in the the freezer and stuff. Mm. Tends to be really like solid feeling. Solid, yeah. Ugh. It's an uncomfortable reminder that we're all just meat. Um. Yes. (laughs) Also, one of the movies we just watched because Pat was like oh Eli Roth he talks about that movie he did Green Inferno which is like about a cannibal tribe I kind of play oh it's... oh that one's on Prime I haven't watched oh. it it keeps coming up on my recommended okay. list I think oh but... does it yeah it's always like recommended movies and it's always fucking Green Room and like a bunch of other shit half of it I've seen and I'm like thanks Prime <laughs> The Green Inferno, yeah. Pat's like, I've been wanting to watch it, but then I've been like putting it off because I know it's gonna be a lot. Because like, he yeah. talks about like how body horror gets him going, Eli Roth and stuff. And you know, he has Hostel. He's got okay. <clears throat> he's got some eye stuff in that one. So I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It was good. It was gruesome. <laughs> okay. Hmm. <laughs> Very, very gross. (laughs) Yeah. I watched uh, one you had talked about on the podcast here. I can't remember what episode it was, but it it was a while ago. Uh, But you you mentioned it to me. It was on my watch list. I had wanted to watch it for a while. Uh, Train Spotting. Oh. Yeah, Yeah, I watched that this morning. Train Spotting. (laughs) I think you mentioned it. Like Weird. at some point or something, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then an I was like, sure. "Yeah, I just love you and McGregor." <laughs> so of course I was gonna watch right. it. Oh yeah. I was just like watching it before That's... work, and I was like, "Wow, what a movie to watch right before I go to work." Talk <laughs> like, about damn. his grittiest role, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. That's... It was good. Also, an uncomfortable movie. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of a lot of shit. Shit. (laughs) Too much. Too much shit. Honestly, (sighs) drug movies always have shit. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. There was a there was a shit scene in the Green Inferno too, but that's all I'll say. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I got the frog in my throat. So gross. 
But no, I oh, had wanted man. to tell you. I was like, I finally watched Train Spotting. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, now I get to watch the second awesome. one. I thought it was on like Netflix, but when I tried searching it again, I was like, oh, they must have taken it off because it was. I remember being like, oh, the second one's available and on whatever whatever I was looking at, and then. I was like, oh, but I haven't seen the first one. I have to see the first one first. Now I finally saw the first yeah. one. Now I can't find the second one anymore. So oh, maybe no. maybe it's already gone. It's like, whatever. I'll I hate that. I don't know if I've seen the second one. It just hmm. came out a few years ago. Um, oh. So, yeah, they did it like really Sometimes. recently, like within the last probably four oh. years at least. So Yeah. Hard to top an iconic film. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was really good. Uh yeah. Probably like I'd say pretty for somebody who was never addicted to heroin, <laughs> in my in my really? eyes it seems pretty realistic to like everything. Yeah. And them just like nonsensically too. like talking to each other. You're just like, yes, when you're the sober person around either drunk or high people. <laughs> That's oh, exactly God. what that feels like. You're like fo- trying to oh, follow yeah. their train of thought, and you're like, "What the fuck are you saying?" <laughs> That's what I thought the yeah. entire movie. I'm like, every time he was sober, and he was like, his friend was saying something, I'd be like, "Oh my God, this is the worst." <laughs> yes, we pretty much all relate to that. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, yeah. Um, I think that one, that one was probably a book. Ugh, I want to say. I can't yeah, remember. at the end it was said it was based on a book by somebody. Uh, oh god, now I feel like an idiot. Is it the... Not the Fight Club guy. That's Chuck Palahniuk, isn't it? I feel like a real douche right know. now, so I'm just going to double check. No, it was like Irvin. <laughs> Irving or Irvin something, I think. Oh, Oh, Irvin Welsh, maybe. Train Spotting, 1996 film. I guess. That's probably it. Story by Irvine Welsh. Okay, yes. Sure, we know things. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I believe anything the internet told me, just like that thing I sent you that was like, clickbait, the actor from... yeah. um, the shameless and, and shameless. yeah they're like pretending he was the grandson of like gene wilder and i was like they look yeah. really alike yeah <laughs> i click on that i totally believe it completely fake yeah, <laughs> yeah. i thought that was pretty funny you're like that and then he's funny. not even in the list and i was like of course he's not the thumbnail <sighs> is never part of the actual list right what is that actor's name i can't remember now i'm sorry um, I brought it up and then I don't remember the information. <laughs> he plays I Lip should. in Shameless. Yeah. Which is a weird... I'm, I'm spacing yeah. as well. It's all good. <laughs> um, okay, yes, yeah, so the <laughs> police chief came. They... Uh, now take Zhao to the hospital in Santa de Parneba rather than risk good. traveling the poorly. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah <clears throat> fuck. Finally, um, someone with electricity, hopefully. No, that's 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we can't all live in uh, Canada, right? <laughs> we have good, yeah, mostly good healthcare here. Um, but yeah, rather than risk traveling the poorly kept roads to Sao Paulo, that was their best bet was to go to this Santa de Parandeba. So there he was cared for as best they could, but his condition just continued to baffle the staff on site. Um, I don't know if they had Dr. House there, but it seems like the kind of thing they would need him to figure out what was happening. Misdiagnosing him and giving him medication and making it worse before he figures out what it actually is. Did he do that a lot? I'm trying to remember now. It's been a while since I watched it. I watched like almost the first season and then I realized he did that in every single episode. And then once I figured that out, I couldn't watch it anymore. I was like, no. I was like, every single time he's going to. Later on, he has a whole team to guess wrong. Well, he yeah, sort of had a team. He fair. already had a, a few people around him, but I was like, okay. I can't stand this. He's always like, it's probably this. And then give them give them however much of this. And then he's like, oh, Dr. It's, House, they're flatlining. It's like, oh. It's almost always encephalitis. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's always, I don't know. Always encephalitis. <laughs> it's the only uh, doctor show I ever got into, though, because... I know a lot of people are obsessed oh, okay. with like Grey's Anatomy and stuff. And I yeah, suppose no, that one's just like a later version of the George Clooney one or whatever. ER wasn't that one kind of all about the doctors too? It's like more about yes the relationships. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't typically do well with straight like drama shows like that where it's just mm, like drama. Yeah. It either needs to be like drama and comedy <clears throat> or like some sort of like parent supernatural thing or like a mystery or yeah. a heist a thriller or something it can't just be can't just Super be soap opera <laughs> yeah will not keep me watching no true um <clears throat> anyway sorry <laughs> so yeah his his poor skin was like sloughing off or whatever that word is that I can never say where it's just like falling off and not peeling like a sunburn but simply kind of just like falling away and chunks yeah what did you say leprosy that's an interesting one I hadn't really thought of but yeah it's oh there's also another medical condition they had it in the one episode of Hannibal where the um oh girl has like that thing where she can't see faces but then she also has thing her <laughs> her not skin, face blindness like, like the guy on arrested development <laughs> no this is like a thing no. where people think they aren't they aren't actually alive like they and stuff it's like a whole thing oh like uh, a really specific mental illness and you yeah you don't think you're alive or something yeah, you don't think you're alive, but you also, like, can't. You do kind of have facial blindness, but, like, um, and stuff. Yeah. Facial blindness. Yeah, that's what it was on that show. Um, but, yeah, Very there's also a, a a thing. She has the thing, and they go to, and, like, grab her arm, and, like, the whole skin of her arm just comes off like it's a glove. No! Yeah. 
a live degloving of the hand. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, her, whole, her whole arm, the skin all just like slides off. Ah! Yeah. It's that. a known medical condition. I saw it on another show. Um, I can't really? remember what it's called though. Yeah, it's real. Oh, I hate those. I if we do another episode that's scary medical conditions and like some of them are almost too scary to talk about where like you hurt yeah you inherit them so you you can't really know and then you're like oh by the way now you just like can't sleep forever and you're gonna die and you're like wait what Jeez. yeah <laughs> oh yeah, my that's god awful. okay well let us know in the comments if you know which one which horrible one kelsey's talking about right now <sighs> Okay, <clears throat> so back to this dude. His hands were deformed and red, and he was struggling to speak. He was basically just dying before their eyes, unfortunately. Damn. Yeah, and as he's talking, like, he's talking, but he talked until he couldn't anymore because pieces of his jaw were just falling away. Um... The hours there were just torture for him at the end, and the orderlies and everyone that were around him also were struggling because they were just helpless to save him. The main medic attending him was uh, rumored to have said after that it was like watching him just like decompose alive. Damn. Oh, that's so, so gross yeah. and just heartbreaking. Right? And then yours, it was like she was. Her body was acting like it was dead before she was gone. It was like full rigor yeah. mortis almost. So crazy. <clears throat> um, but unfortunately, unlike in your case, um, Zhao was dead by 10 p.m. that night. Um, Jeez. So it, was, it was fatal. The official cause of death was uh, cardiac arrest. Um, but I mean, his body had gone through some trauma by this point. Yeah. Um, it's like, was that the actual cause? What was all this going around? And why were <clears throat> some of the symptoms, some of them similar to things like radiation poisoning? Some people pointed That's out. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was thinking radiation with like the burns and then, um, right. Is it the the radium girls that used to like paint those watches and stuff? They had problems with their jaw from ingesting radium oh. and stuff, and pieces of their jaw, their like bones were dissolving and like breaking apart and stuff. Ew. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that one. It sounds familiar, but <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they had a lot of contact with radiation. Well, they were, like, ingesting it because they were, like, they, after, like, painting each little bit of the number, they'd, like, lick the paintbrush to, like, make it into a fine point again. So they were doing it, like, hundreds of times a day. Oh, painting with, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, like, no, the what they used one. to make the glow in the dark, like, on watches and stuff. And then they, um... everybody thought it was so cool because it was, like 
back like one of the first glow in the dark things they figured out so like they would paint like their lips and put it on their faces so they could be like glow in the dark and stuff but meanwhile their body's absorbing it and it's killing them oh no yeah Yeah. that reminds me of them when they just like yeah had poisonous things and a bunch of stuff like lead (laughs) yeah still happens we didn't know nothing (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking like radiation it sounded like yeah it apparently can include vomiting diarrhea confusion burns and even apparently up to bone marrow damage i don't know i read that in the treatment section so (laughs) okay (laughs) i know i'm like website am i on mayo clinic no yeah (laughs) um some even pointed to uh you know the local folklore where there's uh something called a shit i forget how to pronounce this a boy tata which is an old Tupi or ancient Brazilian language word, which means fiery serpent. Um, So this brightly lit beast had stalked this part of the world for centuries. And one source said that Jao Prestes Filo's family had a history of brushes with these creatures. Um, Okay. I guess. Yeah. And as a child, he had a memory of being attacked by one even. So, wow. I wish I could find more about them. Maybe we'll have to look into them on a folklore episode. Fiery yeah, serpent. <laughs> but then, of course, um, some sources and stuff you like stretch and blame all sorts of things, like lightning and ball lightning and things like that that don't seem to fit to me (laughs) you know it's like yeah i mean other people are struck by lightning this doesn't happen to them Mm -hmm. i mean yeah when just like parts of you are okay and then parts of you aren't and you're falling off after (laughs) yeah i think it normally has to do with like burns and stuff then right yeah some of the other things he experienced yeah, I have to go all the way through you. I don't know. Another local legend people pointed to was something um, called the Asombracos, or the ghostly spirits with glowing eyes. Um, <clears throat> but what was also pointed out in um, at least one source was that it's in Brazil, which seems to have a eerie number of UFO cases and stuff that come out of this area. Um, oh okay yeah it's funny because yeah this first one had even come up when I was first searching this one because all I could remember oh so weird I remembered I had heard a story where someone talked about a guy and then uh it eventually got called this case of the melting man like this is sometimes referred to yeah that sounds like some like 1970s like the thing the melting man the invisible man the fly right well it does (laughs) so then when i'm trying to like find it again and i can't remember exactly where i heard it i had it in my mind that i heard it on drinking the kool-aid podcast but yeah i was searching their back cat their recent back catalog and not finding it 
and I'm going, what the hell? And then I search it and then I, yeah, something, some things pop up and they look like the swamp thing. And I'm like, I don't think this is the right case. Like, I'm not sure if this <laughs> is the right And it's on like, and then I find, and I'm listening to Mr. Ballin and I'm like, is this the same case? And then eventually I'm like, okay, I think it is. And yeah. then it was weird because then I like, I finished listening. I was like, okay, whatever. I couldn't find it on drinking the Kool-Aid while I finished listening to their most recent episode. And then she covers it on the most recent episode and i'm like what the fuck this is like a deja vu where i'm like i literally thought i listened to this on this podcast where i was like listening to, like looking through the descriptions of their back episodes yeah, I thought they covered it creepy it was kind of because i was like i had a memory of amanda covering it and i'm like oh look who covers it amanda and i'm like but it wasn't them because i'm looking through their back ones and i haven't listened to this new one and I was like, whatever, I must have heard it on something then. Like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's kind of creepy. It, that, it did weird me out, because the, the minute I stopped looking for it and just, like, listened to their most recent episode, it was there. Damn. <sighs> okay, so some of the other ones that have happened in Brazil include the Var... I'm not sure if it's... <laughs> Vargina or Varhina incident. Um... It's almost spelled like Virginia. Virginia is how it's kind of spelled. Hi, Gordo. Okay, you have to not be in the way. I'm sorry, I got distracted by his cuteness. He actually wasn't being loud. I know, but now he's rubbing up against the mic. Buddy. <laughs> Buddy, if you're going to be on the desk, you got to be a good boy. got to be a good boy. Is he trying to listen? Are you putting your head up? Cause no, you can't hear through the mic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, you're just gonna purr right into the mic, are you? Okay. That's fine. like eye purring. Time. I'll put I'll put my mic on this side. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> He's being cute. We'll leave it in. Gordo will be background noise. He's just purring. <laughs> I love a good purr very um calming <laughs> yeah um my dog just snores <laughs> so the again i forget how to say it but the vargina incident or um, varahina incident or whatever was in 1996 and i'm sure i've come across that one before it's been talked about on a few podcasts and like i'm like oh we need to have another ufo episode so i can cover some more yeah um that one was well known enough to warrant a ufo shaped water tower there oh really (laughs) that's fun it is yeah i mean cute it's it's basically just shaped like a water tower but they (laughs) they paid homage to their ufo incident i guess um, there's also one called, uh, have you heard of the lead masks case? Lead masks? No, I don't yeah. think so. Um, yeah, it's uh, a weird one where apparently it happened 20 years after this melting man case, for lack of a better term, uh, also in Brazil. And the, it's where two Brazilian men were found dead wearing lead masks. Um, and they were like, 
really smart scientists and there were, I don't know, there was, a, there was a bunch of cir- extenuating circumstances that made it weird how they were just found both like wearing lead masks and like having notes saying that they were like waiting for something. It almost seemed like they wanted to be like abducted or something. And then they were wearing the lead masks to like prevent the radiation. And they're both, their bodies were just found like dead on top of a mountain or some shit. It's very like bizarre when you read the whole thing, but I can't remember the details right now. Yeah. That sounds really weird. sounds like a cult, like a weird yeah the de- the dead and mysterious circumstances ones like the somerton man the guy found on the beach in his suit or whatever they didn't know where he was from and... they figured out the somerton man one yeah, um through like genealogy yeah. yeah they basically say he just committed suicide now yeah hey don't take all the fun out of the mystery there's a- <laughs> it was really interesting how they like figured it out though i thought and people were like he had like the legs of a dancer and he might have come from a family that I don't know. There was a bunch of like, yeah. I always love those little details, you know, that they use. <laughs> we still have so the Lady of the Dunes. You can still do. Yeah. And then that, um, that That's one cool spy case. in, I can't remember where she is. Um, I don't know. I get so excited about these cases. I'm like, yeah. yes. They're like the classic ones, though. Yeah. yeah. Where you can't figure out who they are or how they died or whatever (laughs) some of them have alien um you know like feelings to them they give alien vibes yeah um another one that happened in brazil uh was called the guara parango reservoir man who was an unknown man whose discovery revealed what looked strikingly similar to cattle mutilations so i guess he was found pretty fucked up or whatever damn and then they yeah then they told a um a short summary of a case that uh again in brazil where this guy rivalino mafre da silva this crazy case where apparently he was just like abducted right in front of his two young sons (laughs) and like never seen again Jeez. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, "What the fuck, Brazil? Like, what is up with this? Yeah. <laughs> anything you're doing, like, people are like, That's oh, really it's bizarre. My naval base, but like, really? Or is it just a? There's hot plenty of those. Like, yeah. None of it makes any sense to me. It's true. There's lots of naval bases everywhere. And, like, I have no explanations for any of this. Other than, like, this one seems like a UFO targeted him through his window, which is, like, just about the scariest thing I can imagine it ever doing. Yeah. That's so (laughs) creepy. Right? Like, you're not safe anywhere if that's the case. Did you guys watch you and Pat? Oh. What is it? No one will save you. I think that's what it was called. It was on, yeah, I think uh, so. Prime and the the weird aliens that come in it. Oh, I can't remember her name. The final girl. There's a final girl or whatever that yeah. makes it out. Or yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's a horror movie. Anytime you ask me if I watched anything, I'm always like, it's a horror movie. <laughs> I always yeah. assume. <laughs> At least a thriller. It's at least a thriller. 
I almost always do think that that's so funny. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because they Some they are like kind of through the window all the time, trying to like get at her and watch her and all that stuff. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> he looks so cute. He's... His eyes are like <laughs> so big. <laughs> <laughs> he's got cute eyes he's angling for some cuddles eh? I can't resist my dog when he looks at me in the yeah. eyes with his big beautiful eyes <laughs> he, uh, yeah. this morning he was laying on me for like probably an hour and I was like okay we, we have like an hour and a half we can cuddle and then I was like and then I have to start getting ready for work so, yeah <laughs> yeah so he'll, he's he'll like, be by know. himself the the neighbor's gonna pop in and like feed him and stuff but he won't get like much oh, attention okay. won't have anybody like hanging around so yeah we'll he's never lived longest... with another cat has he uh just bailey for a few months but okay. that's it i think they were only together for maybe a month month and a half before we had yeah. to kind of separate them but yeah, I don't know if it's a thing with all cats, but I've definitely lived with some where people, they were like, oh, now that these cats are together here in this apartment that we all live in, we can't separate them because, well, the one cat yeah. that we lived with, Damien, he would cry his ass off if he was the only cat in the house. Aww. <laughs> yeah. It was, Gordo like, likes okay. it. He, he gets territorial. He um, At first I thought it was Bailey that was like peeing and stuff on like the couch and blankets and stuff but it's actually Gordo that was doing it oh. uh, yeah so Gordo. I think he likes them but he doesn't like other animals being around 24-7 mm. like all the time yeah 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 Fenrir doesn't like any new animals or people once he's in his own house his own domain yeah <laughs> He barks at you every time you come over, at least for a couple seconds now still. <laughs> he's just Yeah, dick. he's a lot better though. It's not yeah. very long. No. He definitely knows you. He's just always like people coming in the house, why was I not informed? <laughs> You're like, okay, Ben, calm down. I didn't have this in my calendar. I did I did not approve this. Right. <laughs> you didn't talk to my secretary. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Well, we don't take him out that but he likes the car, but we haven't taken him out that many places either, so Yeah. It'd be different. I wouldn't imagine. Cold like this either. Mm-mm. Nope. Alright. Well we will catch you guys next week. I don't think we said goodbye yet. <laughs> we just ran no, I don't cats. think so. Uh, <laughs> we will be back next week maybe the week after we aren't really sure yet depends how how it goes uh we might have to take another break while i'm on holidays but our next episode we're doing some what else stop hitting the the keypad i worry it's gonna do stuff to the laptop um <laughs> we're doing some more old-timey crimes so we have like whatever you want to yes. call it vintage vintage crimes old old cases Ooh, I, like I know mine's crimes. from like the 1800s so 
Oh, okay. Da, I da, also da. think I picked something from that century. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, if you yeah. like those kind of cases, be sure to come back next week or next time. Oh, they can be very interesting. I listen to whole podcasts where they do only uh, yield crimes, like the podcast yeah. Yield Crime. <laughs> it's very <laughs> a very <laughs> fitting very name. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. All right. Well, keep it cryptic. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> well, all our longtime listeners will definitely know that uh, recording a podcast is not always easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope. So uh, you, you better believe, like, when we find something we like, that we're going to probably stick to it and not look for anything else. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love Zencaster. Uh, when we tried it, we were like, okay, finally, I wanted to have the video. And it's, what, up to 4K video, which is pretty yeah. effing cool. I can see every pore on Kelsey. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but it's great video and like just really easy on this one. So like once we stopped recording on our our phones, so I just I was like, yeah, this is the this is the one for us. So even though sometimes our computers fuck up, it always <laughs> comes through for us in the end because uh we've never lost like a recording knock on wood and anytime we've had to use it it's just been really great and really easy and everything's just recorded when we wanted it to which is you know it's a lot uh to ask for when you podcast as much as we do <laughs> yeah it's nice that each of us has our own separate audio recording that you can download and edit so it makes <laughs> When one of us not, is not doing something or has something, it's easy. You can edit that out even with the other person was talking because you have two separate tracks that you can edit. Yeah, it's one of the reasons we love Zencaster. It definitely, it makes it a lot easier. And the audio quality is also a lot better uh, than any of the other th uh, programs we tried using in the past. Yes, it is the best. So go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code cryptic and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experience as we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Keep it cryptic. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Castles and Cryptids. We love all our listeners and appreciate every subscriber, every new review, every listen, rate, and download. Our music is by Kobe Off Air, and our cover art is by Antonio Garcia. We are also a proud member of Darkcast Network, where you can find the best and spookiest of all indie podcasts. Follow us on social media, where we are at Castles and Cryptids on mostly all of the things, now including TikTok. 
Check out our bonus content on Patreon, Cryptid Clashes, video minisodes of your hosts making asses of themselves, Ask Me Anything, quizzes, other special episodes, and more. Starting at just $2 a month, you can get one to two extra episodes, depending on your level. We produce, edit, and research everything ourselves, and any support you can lend helps us to keep it cryptic. Uh, he said, fuck, Gordo, fuck off. <laughs> he was he was good even though i could kind of see his tail going for yeah his tail like smacked everything uh, 